0: hello everybody and welcome to episode number 147 of line of sight my name's chandler i'm here with brett we'll go with you today
1: well i'm first yeah (laughs) Jaden's also here i am but it shouldn't surprise you that you're first brett i always put your name first whenever i'm talking about the cast because your name comes alphabetically first
0: yeah (laughs) that's definitely how i think ever (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> uh we're also here with a special guest today uh mr william hungerford lord of bees how's it going man it's going good it's going well it's been a very busy uh week and
2: it's about to be a very busy next week there's a lot going on yeah it sounds yeah. that way yeah
0: so yeah we i'm gonna just take a moment to talk about news which is great because i haven't looked that much at news in the past couple days so i don't know what's going on we of course have a thing we're going to be talking about that is news from this week which is kind of the biggest thing um is there anything you guys can think of offhand that we need to bring yeah. up yeah okay do it
1: brawl machine league is kicking off as of the day after we record this so if we're listening to this it's too late to get in your lists but maybe not just, for the next segment we're just because we're just another.
3: letting you know you missed out well yeah it's well, it's three week segments again right yeah, mm-hmm.
1: there's there's two three-week segments, so I believe registration for the second segment will be starting in, like, mid-December. Um, no, sorry, mid—yeah, mid-December. And, uh, you know, you'll get to play in that one if you want to. I think we're going to have something like 80 players again, so definitely respectable. And uh, we've got um, uh, two, two friends of the cast running it this time, so Brett and <laughs> I can do other stuff. We got people. Yep. Um, did we talk about the Black Friday sale? Last week? Uh, no, because it wasn't announced when we recorded that's it.
3: That's right. So, so there's a Black Friday sale going on. Uh, yeah. Jaden has put in a ton of work um, trying to make prol Machine lists that you can mostly make out of the uh, Black Friday sale. And, sale. and uh, Phil had went, has gone back, and that's unrelated to the sale, but um, because of the dynamic update and all the changes to stuff in there, he went back and updated all the, all the articles he's previously done with BattleBox caster information from
1: the dynamic update because fills a machine and i don't I know, know I, was, I was gonna time. say
0: what one of the reasons that like content like the stuff phil's doing is so hard is that every time there's a change it's immediately obsolete Yep. yep. and very few people have the willpower to be like okay i gotta go back through all my articles and fix them all <laughs> yep actual madness.
1: <laughs> Been there, done that a few times. So boy, is that not a fun process.
3: And and I mean, his job isn't that stressful. He's just working in the health industry during a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> this is oh probably God. how he probably how he unwinds man. I, he says that's actually what he says. He says that he um like he he to de-stress at work, he thinks about war machine. <laughs> so this is actually this is actually good for him. Good. Uh, there, yeah. like, Everyone have... listening. Should they go play the Brawl Machine League to support this poor man. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah. Um, so I imagine next week we'll be talking about lists from that because there's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, a huge treasure trove. I'm playing Mercs this time.
0: I think what'll be fun about the list from that is that, so the first league, it was all very new, right? But this right. is like things have had some time to settle a little bit. And I want to see, I'm curious to see kind of what like meta starts forming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it'll, it'll be, be interesting. interesting.
2: I don't I don't remember um, are all the are, are all the archons in Brawl Machine or are they on the, the list?
1: They're all in. Yeah,
2: okay. All of
3: the, the, the All of them are there. Yeah, the only we were
2: there's certain casters, right? And like no huge yeah. bases. <clears throat> what I'm yep. yeah, so, yeah,
1: so it's a selection of casters, no huge bases, and then there's Asphyxius 4, Hellmouth, Sentry Stone, Hermit, and Covenant.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we we were kind of watching the void archon for a while because it was kind of a is a bit of a bastard but it's it's pretty manageable like it is a bastard but it is manageable yeah
3: archons are actually yeah. really cool in brawl machine because yeah. they do a lot of work but you really need your solos to go stand on flags so that's your you solos, really solos
0: are worth their weight in gold just for yeah. their ability to stand in a location and so when you have a solo yeah. that actually has to do work it's actually hard to use sometimes yeah <laughs>
2: well, well hopefully the, uh Hopefully none of the dynamic updated casters end up changing your list too dramatically, being that your league is just about to start.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, even if they do, we're not we're not doing the first patch for like three months, so. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we we'll, let them, we'll let them play for a bit and then see how it goes. But I don't think anything mm-hmm. that just came out of the dynamic update feels egregiously no. strong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> says the crystal players. Um, hey. We did, we, <laughs> we did do Bethane too. Um, oh yeah, true. But. Yeah. But Saint 2's feet reads, My army doesn't die for a round in Brawl Machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Turns out. Turns like out. eight models. That's all my models.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sick. So.
0: Yeah. Uh cool. Well unless there's anything else uh specifically going on. I think we can yeah. start kind of kicking into this. So recently the, the sort of big news uh has been the recent uh, dynamic update, which dropped on the 23rd of November. This one's been pretty long awaited, I think. Um, there's been there's been a number of updates kind of talked about and hinted uh, officially from from Privateer for a while. And uh, this one... Oh, that reminds much... me. Hmm. I got
3: confused by this. Will, could you talk about the difference between this dynamic update and we? I thought we heard rumors of a Storm Division one.
2: Yeah, there is a Storm Division one in the works. Um, okay. So that's not coming up till next year. It was going to oh. be this year. Um, mm-hmm. The schedule all got kind of pushed around a little bit uh, because uh, a global pandemic <laughs> happened and yeah. is still happening. Yep.
3: Uh, okay, okay, that's why I was confused. Okay, continue.
2: Yeah, it, it's still, it's still it, okay. the things related to new product releases have to take priority because we have to have the rules ready for when a model actually releases. Yeah. Uh, and the the battle box update that we were able to fit in this one, we were able to get in time. But the storm division one, I just want more time on it like basically i don't want to put anything out and then like three months later have to be like whoops right like oh we didn't do everything we were supposed to and Mm so i can't say when in 2021 but like it's on its way we're still working on it but we've got the ret cid starting next week and then we've got the crucible guard cid like there's just a lot of other like high priority things that have to get taken care of
1: right makes sense so that'll be cool i played yeah. a lot of Storm division E type lists in Mark II. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I think, it's, I think was, people will like it. I mean, I think they kind of see the the style we're going for, the, the dynamic updates, just to make each theme force its own viable
3: mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. we'll get there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and yep. I mean, the Maddox changes are exciting on their own, and she would love to have a, a better Storm Division. Sure,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. So, as far as what's actually uh, in this update, uh, where better to start than at the start of it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so this one is obviously fairly... Like, there's a lot of Trollblood stuff listed on here because this one is attached to the stuff that was going through that that CID. Vengeance of Dunia was added as a theme in here. Um, stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of things that we have kind of talked about quite a bit, like just, like, new models or reworks and stuff like the Pyre Troll. Um... The things that I, I particularly noticed from trolls though, that were, it seemed kind of specific to this update that I don't remember being talked about before is uh, even the very first one on there that we had, um, doom shapers feet changing. Mm-hmm. And I believe the only effect that this really had was it affects infernals. Now that's, they yes. don't believe anything else about it. <laughs> Effects is
3: not a strong enough word.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, it brutalizes Infer- <laughs> <laughs> it's nasty <laughs> into, into, into everything infernals are trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's something we do for every faction as we go through them is we we, we're kind of like this happened initially when
2: infernals was was being developed I remember like with these long conversations with jason souls the rest of the the dev team at the time about what essence needed to what needed to affect essence and um I've become lead since then, and so now as we go through the CID processes and we're kind of like laser focusing in on this, this, this selection, this selection, or this, this grouping, like Battle Box casters being a grouping, or Troll blood CID being a grouping, um, going through those and being like, what, what needs to affect Essence now that we've had time to review the meta, review the data, see how things are going, and sometimes, you, you know, it's just like, no, nothing. Uh, and sometimes you consider it for a second and you realize it would be insane to do so. For example, Gareth One's feet will not be updated to say essence. Because that's, that's a good thing. That would literally shut infernals off. They would just be like, well, we can't pay tithes for a turn. Goodbye.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, so the infernal player's turn becomes my horrors run away from Gareth.
2: Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> just scatter. So we, we have to make sure we don't we don't create something that's just literally an auto win super punishing but there can be things that are particularly strong uh and then some things that are weak because they just don't affect essence at all they just have no effect and in in doom shaper we determined we were okay with doom shaper being like the caster in trolls that if you played him into infernals you had this really powerful feet turn that that messed them up and i think it's a you know, it's something a player might consider dropping really as a meta <laughs> choice. Like, if they're expecting to face a lot of Infernals, but, like, it's probably still not your, like, go-to take-all-comers list in a pairing uh, for Trolls. But we'll see how that plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, because I actually think, like, I- I've thought for a while now that Doomshaper 1 is a bit of a sleeper pick for Trolls. His Super Purify is really, really strong, and then mm-hmm. having Goad is just, like... People forget how nuts that ability is. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I think he's a great caster. I just, I I could see people reaching for a couple others first, but I think he's a really good tool in their toolbox to have access to.
3: Yeah. So I, I want to point out the subtle <laughs> psychology that uh, Will is doing here. So we just talked about last episode the psychology of buffs and nerfs. And mm-hmm. so this Doom Shaper one's really cool because he's saying, look, here's an update to his power that increases his power, but he wasn't he wasn't bad enough that he, he justified putting in the full CID. So here's a small buff. Remember he exists. P- get excited about him again and keep thinking about him because we mm-hmm. think he's we think he's good. We want you to play him.
2: Yeah, I think he's a ton of fun to play too. Mm-hmm. You know, I like all the I like all the Doom shapers. I mean,
3: my favorite personally to play
2: is 2. I just love playing 2.
3: <laughs> yeah. But
2: I'm I'm an aggro player when it comes down to it.
3: Yeah. Well, and and Doom shapers really fun cuz he's like the ultimate high risk high reward where <laughs> it's like Yeah. <laughs> he has no no personal offensive, no personal defense, and he wants to spend all his fury every turn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh
0: the next one we had on there is this this just kind of a wording shift uh from uh, gristle. Uh yeah. from for Hoof It. And this was just a this was basically just bringing it in line with the same way the Boomhauer three ended up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So not a whole lot to talk about there. Uh this one's funny because it's uh in the trolls section, but We all know what it's really about. Uh, This is a change to Calandra uh, changing Befuddle. Um, So the new text on Befuddle is an enemy non-warcaster, non-warlock, non-infernal master model hit by this attack can be pushed up to three inches in any direction. A model can be pushed only once per turn as a result of Befuddle. Uh, That changed a lot. Um, That does not do the same thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And thank God.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i mean you know calandra was really being oppressive in the tournament sometimes. yeah it was really <laughs> but yeah calandra's befuddle
0: was just wrecking
2: everything <laughs> no i mean obviously we, we even said i said it in the dev notes like befuddle and what it was doing was problematic and it was acting in a way in sort of the, the programming of the game that it really just shouldn't have you know triggering those advance into and in movement abilities on the spell and so the spell itself had had to change and mm-hmm. you know we spent time looking at calandra and fiona afterwards with the new change to befuddle and determined if we wanted to do anything else and ultimately the answer was no like i still think Kalandra is a fantastic caster i think fiona obviously is a still very strong caster yeah um we weren't looking to tone fiona down more it's okay for some casters to be in that upper upper echelon and we didn't feel like we needed to do anything else to calandra because i think Kalandra is still a very viable choice you know he's everything in a faction can't be the absolute best is Kalonja the absolute best warlock you can pick if you're playing like hardcore competitive tournament maybe not it depends on what you're facing but I think she's still a lot of fun I think you could do well with her I think you could have great success with her like I think you can go to your local steamroller whenever those happen again in 2032 uh and like win. if you were right. going to go to masters at lock and load you know maybe you bring her you might catch a lot of people off guard so yeah. we just didn't the thing we needed to change was the spell
0: well, this right. this to me is a really good example of the way that, like, factions are different, turns out. Like, the, the tools that you have available to you are very, very different. For Calandra, this feels like, like, Befuddle never really felt like a, a, a primary part of what Calandra was doing. It is a good spell, but, like, trolls don't have great access to ability to arc spells, uh, they also didn't. They just didn't have all the ways to kind of abuse it that that Fiona ended up with access to. So this ends up being like a very minor tweak to Calandra, but a very major one to Fiona, even though it's the same tweak. Yeah. Um. But I do agree that I think like I think Brett and I were talking about it. It's like, oh, good. Now Fiona's only like top four <laughs> instead <laughs> of like insane. Yeah.
1: I do actually have a listener question for you, Will, if you don't mind. Of um, course. Somebody reached out to <laughs> me and asked, uh, was there any consideration since it was changing to swap uh the funnel for something like either rampager or dark seduction on calandra because one of the uh, things that people were really liking was the interaction between her and Highwaymen.
2: And, and Highwaymen, yeah no we 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 considered that a lot and we knew that was the main thing right that when the main things people were were doing often was the Highwaymen turn something around and shoot it in the back a whole time mm-hmm. but we would rather see what people are going to do with Calandra with this change because we still think she has a lot of game and how that changes lists with her. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep paying attention because, you know, I don't want to go back and, and necessarily mess with somebody we just messed with. But, you know, if if it was deemed like through the, the data the review and what's going on in the meta that Kalandra is just not a viable choice, we would revisit revisit her. But I just don't believe that right. I think. Your list will change. You're probably not going to be auto-reaching mm-hmm. for the Highwaymen anymore with Calandra. Maybe they'll find a home with another another Warlock. Maybe try some different things. But I still think mm-hmm. she's really really strong.
3: Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I still love that this is one of the only ways in the game to interact with Archons. It's true. It is. Yeah. I yeah. mean...
2: There's a lot of fun stuff you do. And I I mean, I'll tell you, the first thing we talked about with Calandra was should this become TK? And we really went through. (laughs) We we really sat down and went through it and like kind of just like crunched the possibilities, and we're just like, no, you know, it that's that's not what we want her to be doing. And it didn't thematically make sense at all, but it was just sort of like it, but it was also like, is this is this ability? Like it's just saying we made troll k we we'll just call it tk but it sounds for for troll kinesis and it did the same thing it was like no this is this is this is not what we want her to be doing because i like i said I, I love her feet i think it's so good but i love anything that's dice fixing that's a i'm a huge fan of stuff like that right yeah same here
0: <laughs> yeah uh yeah definitely uh i think pretty much from that point on as far as trolls it's pretty much cid troll stuff um yeah, it's it's mostly what people saw on week three, though there's a few little changes here and there that people mm-hmm. might have
2: missed. Uh they're real small. Like the Trollkin champion went up one strength and his axe went up to palpable Strength 13. Ooh, uh
4: nice.
2: yeah, there's there's a few little little things there. And honestly, it 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 blends together in my head because of all the yeah. stuff that's been going on. But overall, if you looked at week three to the final, they were they're very, very close. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the goal, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we shouldn't be making sweeping changes after week three because right. that means we, we're not really getting all
1: that data. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that also means that uh, you're happy with the state that troll, troll CID <laughs> and that your internal testing didn't show anything new, which is, which is all good news.
2: I, I think I was on this podcast when I said like, the goal of CID now is what, what I'm shooting for is when you see it, it's almost done and we want to make mm-hmm. minor changes. And I do think there was a failure of that in the troll CID. I think week two was a, a major departure, a big enough. To, it, we've had CIDs that swung harder, but I think week two of the troll CID did have a decent enough swing and we saw the effect It was really negative. Like that was the week of feedback. That was a lot of, uh, a lot of harsher criticism, which can create some more noise, which makes it a little bit harder to find the data. We did find the data, which did help us kind of swing back to week three, and we got there and that's i think the legion cid is like the model
1: and i yeah think, i like, agree
2: troll cid week three to final print is the model and i think what we always want to try and avoid is that that week two dip that kind of happened there mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense
0: yeah yeah definitely well, the big thing that I think a lot of people were excited about. And this was a fun thing about this update was that almost everybody kind of got something new to play around with, mm-hmm. and uh, that was in the form of the new Battle Box casters. So the bad, obviously we still have our same old Battle Box casters, but a lot of them got tweaked a little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, some of them, like, some of them a lot. <laughs> yeah, generally <laughs> gaining
3: like two to three fury apiece.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so going in standard priority press order, Signar is on the top. Uh, which means we have Major Beth Maddox. Uh, mm-hmm. So Maddox gained flank storm knight, gained resourceful, which is one of my favorite rules, uh, and her gun gained electrolyte. Um, I actually got to see her on the table just yesterday, <laughs> the new one, and she looked like a lot of fun. And the flank actually came up a lot. Really? It was kind of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. She killed like two heavies. It was great. <laughs>
1: <clears> yeah, uh, still, lo- she can... still,
0: still, lost horribly, and we'll talk about why in a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, you
1: you can really abuse the the tactician from the Storm Knight captain, right? And if there's like something in your way, you can just be like, all right, my caster's gonna take care of this job because I have all this focus from not upkeeping spells, and I hit like a train.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I do think that one thing about these changes, though, is I've, I I in this this is kind of what I assume um, we just talked about how there are changes to storm division coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and clearly like with things like flying storm night, this is a caster that is intended to kind of be played with storm division. Obviously you could use her elsewhere, but um, there are probably other changes within the context of her that we haven't seen yet due to storm vision being changed.
3: There but, are,
2: but I, I think she is, I think this update, I mean, the reason the way this update came out it, with her in, on it hey, I think Signar would have lost their mind if they, I was like, sorry guys, you're not getting Maddox till next year with the Rest <laughs> of Storm Division. But also I think that this changes, like she, she is playable with um, the Signar list you have available to you now. And resourceful was like the big, big thing. Uh, Flankstorm Knight definitely shouldn't be um, underrated, but the first new thing we added and really like figured out was like, what's her major problem? Cause we looked at these casters and we can kind of talk about this initial one is it was first off do they have a defined role like what are they trying to do and is it defined enough do they have a game plan does it fit narratively does it fit on the tabletop and then if they already have a defined role which i felt like maddox already had a defined role it was um what are they missing to make them get there and for maddox it was a she's focused starved terribly like, she has all these great upkeeps, and just you can't, if you upkeep all of them, you're just sitting in the back of being a buff bot. And then secondly, once she finally gets there, if she can deliver herself, if it comes down to it, she herself is just not doing enough in melee. And so, like I even think I even said in the dev notes, the Electro Leap on Stormstrike was just a little bit of utility. It's just a little something you can do on the way in. That was that was the, the lightest of light touches. The resourceful on flank was the defining things we think that she needed. Resourceful being like priority number one and then flank being priority number two.
3: Yeah. No, I actually think the Electrical Leap is really clever because I I like when casters have a good utility on their gun.
2: Yeah, it's just, I like <clears throat> casters being able to do something turn to turn, exactly. whether that's a special action or even if you're just hanging in the back taking pot shots, just a, a, some form of agency beyond I cast my upkeeps, I stand here to pull, apply these buffs, I make sure I'm in, I'm safe, go. But mm-hmm. speaking of being safe... Run Maddox with Sir Dreyfus for roadblock and double flank storm knight triggered off of each other and just have fun.
3: <coughs> yep. When they tactician through each other, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh so for Kador, we had of course Lord Kozlov. Uh his feet was changed. Do friendly faction models currently in his control get plus two speed and armor? Uh, additionally, friendly faction models activating in Kozlov's control range gain an additional die on charge attack damage rolls. Uh, he also gained a gang fighter himself, and he gained gain, uh, gained field marshal gang fighter. He also gained the spell jackhammer.
1: Yeah, this is a big set of changes here. So I guess he wants to run more jacks now. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I mean he wants to run a lot of either you couldn't run durable infantry with him. Like you could run a mental war list with him. Like the idea that you have to be able to deliver infantry in some capacity to really trigger what he wants to do. And that could be himself. Like he could get in there next to a Jack and be like, you know, uh, the Jack goes in first, maybe it like runs in, then he charges in uh, under feet or whatever. And then he just jackhammers it five times or however much he feels like just to murder something. But I think what we'll probably see people doing with him is switching between a more durable, I'm bringing like man of War so that I can deliver these warrior models, they can survive to get there, or I'm going to flood the board with Doom Reavers and Iron Fang Pikemen. Um, and with just some really, really hard-hitting Kador Jacks behind them, so that once you get in there on your feet turn and get to throw some stuff out, he can do a lot of damage. And it is intentional, like, you obviously can't feet and then have the jack go up and then jackhammer afterwards because you have the jackhammer during his activation and that was a big big part of it like if the jack's already tied up you can jackhammer to free it up and uh-huh. if the idea is the jack's going to run into place and on Kozlov's turn you can jackhammer a bunch with it but obviously you're not going to have the jack benefit from both the bonus die on the feet and then get the jackhammer later as well and that was like kind of a, a decision tree we wanted players to have as they were playing Kozlov
3: well, and I really love the Fighter plus Jackhammer, because Jackhammer's classic problem is that you're like Matt 6 or Matt 7 and you mm-hmm. can't boost. But Matt 9 is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah, and this is one of the, the casters, I'd say the external playtest groups, really helped us with the most. Because um, all these casters went through our external groups. Um, some walked out, I think, basically how they started, with almost no changes at all. But there's a handful that was really pointed and, and useful feedback. And I think Kozlov got some of the best in terms of just like them giving us feedback on what they felt his role was versus the rules we had provided them. Which then mm-hmm. came back and we're like, okay, I see where they're coming from and what they're trying, what they're, they, they want versus what we want and how they can meet in the middle. And so the, the gangfighter field marshal gangfighter change is something I added midway to the towards the end of the external cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of in direct relation to what all the externals were saying, and I think it worked out great.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I really like about Kozlov's design is that he already had chosen ground, which fixes a lot of the Kador Warjack problems of terrain, oh no. So he, can, like, he was already set up to kind of take advantage of this because his mm-hmm. Warjacks already basically have Pathfinder anyway. Mm-hmm. So he can just be like, all right, this Warjack runs through this forest, especially... Like one of the one of the ones. Well, I mean, the Kodiak and the Girl already had Pathfinder, but they come to mind because they run ten instead of eight, which is a big, you know, difference there. <laughs> but being able yeah. to do that with anybody is a big deal because going through terrain is a problem, and Jackhammer lets that Jack sort of charge through line of sight blocking stuff.
2: Yes. Yeah. I I expect a lot of people like. I, I, Trying to figure out which jacks I expect people to run with. And honestly, I expect to see a lot of ruin on him is my yeah. like early my early guess that people are gonna be playing him in, in wolves. Because ruin is just a a super gross gang fighter target. Like <laughs> just straight Matt 10 pal twenty with dispel to get through whatever they might have on them. And it's just oh
1: probably Matt ten pal twenty two, because there's probably a void archon kicking around somewhere. Sure, yeah. <laughs>
3: That's a good gang fighter. <laughs> it's
1: a pretty good gangfighter. Yeah. I don't know if that works, actually. It might be friendly
3: faction. Yeah, probably. I don't know. The um, next? Just, well, I was just going to say, one thing to be careful of is um, his feet is model, not model unit. So you're going to want to do a whole unit um, under the feet because you get more of those additional, that sweet, sweet additional die <laughs> on attack damage. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very easy to have them, like, charge out of his control, right? Well, no, that doesn't work. It's It's very hard to catch, like, an entire... Uh, SR20 2019 table um because he can't quite catch the whole table. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next one down is Protectorate.
0: This one I'm excited about because I like this <laughs> caster anyway. Uh, Malicus the Burning Truth. Uh, Malakus changed quite a bit. Yeah, Well he really he is. just gained a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he gained an ability called Divine Passages. This is a once per turn at the start of his activation he can use one of the following effects. So the different effects are Fable of Ash. While in uh, his control range, friendly faction warrior models get Ash and Veil. slash for a round. Hymn of Might. This model can cast one spell this turn without spending focus. Or Verse of Cinders. Friendly faction warjacks activating in this model's control range gain Blazing Wrath. This lets them charge uh, enemy models that are on fire without spending focus. He also lost Immolation and gained Brand of Fire.
3: Brand of Fire is the POW-14 fire nuke. <laughs> is that right? Well, it
2: also spreads fire around. Yeah, so, yeah, it
3: yeah. causes yeah, it's it's fire to d three things nearby.
0: Yeah, um, yeah it's. Uh... So it's like I, House 16
3: or 18. Like, what, what a also, spell.
0: <laughs> also, as somebody who played uh, Protectorate quite a bit, anytime I see Immolation get swapped out for something else, I'm fairly happy because that's just one of those nukes that it's like every other Protectorate caster seems to have. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, something else. <laughs> Yay. Yep. But so I really liked Malicus anyway. Like, he's a lot of fun. He obviously has, like, some problems in that there's certain things he just has a hard time overcoming. But you sure get a lot of list building flexibility when, when, uh, when we saw these changes, like we were playing around with some, some really interesting lists that did not look like stuff I ever would have run with Malicus before. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, boy, do you like initiates of the wall with Ashenvale? <laughs> or how about
3: <laughs> flame guard flame guard are back.
1: Yeah. 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 It
3: could be for sure. Um, and I'm upset because now I have to remember what Eye uh, of Truth does, and that Jack is insane.
1: <laughs> that is a true statement. Eye of Truth is very, very good.
2: Yeah. yeah, he was a lot. This one, I think, didn't change at all through most all of playtest, playtests. And this came about with basically being like, this guy just needs some agency. And right. then I, just, I want to be able to do something with him every turn. And then that grew into let's not just make these things you could do every turn. Like you could play a versatile list with him where you could, these, these three options on the passages um, could make like, one turn. I do this one, one turn. Do this one, but also make them build arounds make like, I'm just going to build around fable of ash. I'm never going to use hem of might or verse of senders. Right. Like, and then my whole list is going to be based on that or build around verse of senders, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And I think that, like you said, it just opened up opportunities with him. A ton. I'm I'm excited to see. I think he of all the new casters probably has the most li- list flexibility, and I want to see where people put him and what they try to do with him.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So far, so far, my favorites have been every single model on the table has Ashenvale, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I have I have two scourges a turn. I'm a mini Krios Yeah, that is yeah. Like a, a,
0: a free scourge in a turn is absolute yeah. madness. It's so good. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm really excited about uh, about Malicus. I've always I like Mallichus a lot. He's also one of the very i don't like I don't read a lot of the lore stuff. Mallichus is actually one of the characters that I like the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Uh, from from the book he was in forever ago. I just really, really like Malakus, and so I'm excited to see him get get spiced up a little bit and bring him out again. Um, I just need to get a couple of manite archons because I haven't played protector in forever. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. They're pretty good. I mean, I have a unit of Initiates, but that's because they were in my Infernals lists. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super hyped for Malicus. He's he's a lot of fun. Uh, another one I'm actually kind of excited about because I just picked up Krix, uh, is Banewish Agathia. Uh, she has some stuff that I'm really excited about, actually. Uh, so for one, her feet changed to uh, friendly faction model slash units in her control range are affected by Ghost Walk. That's pretty good. Uh, they also get stealth. That's pretty good. Uh, additionally, when a model in Agathea's battle group ends its activation in her control range, you can immediately place that model anywhere completely within three inches of its location. So it's like a little, little, little reposition, little teleporty repo three on everybody, uh, on all the battle group. Anyway, so she, she, she had a lot of gain and lose here. She, <laughs> definitely, a lot of things got tweaked on her. So she gained apparition, which is awesome. Uh, yep. Apparition is very, very good on a caster um she gained ghostly also very very good she's a bane (laughs) yeah she's she's a bane so she got ghostly uh i mean that's you know it's super parry it's just really really good to have you can walk through walls and stuff uh so she lost dark shroud which is sad except she gained death shroud uh
3: which is insane that's (laughs) thayer one's ability right yeah oh my god God. what's her command
1: (laughs) nice Oh my not, god! Yeah. So for those yeah. of you that maybe aren't <laughs> familiar with that rule, it says enemy is it living models or is it just models? Just models. Enemy models in command uh, lose two strength. Yes. So.
2: And it, it stacks does. with mortal fear.
0: Sure does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Uh, I got. <laughs> yeah.
3: Which you can get from death archons now. Mm-hmm. Or from Derek Wraith. Yeah, yeah Derek
0: Wraith or Death Archons. Yeah, yep, yeah. so the fact that that stacks up means like you can actually make and then in addition to some of the other things she's got you can make an ex- a remarkably durable infantry army in Crix, which is not common. Um, yeah, we, yeah. Haven't,
3: we haven't even gotten to the Bane Knight part of her card. Yeah, so like, this is the part like, I'm really excited I'm about. I'm already that. thinking Bane Knights with her, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. So she gained henchman Small Based Bane uh, was henchman introduced with with Azazello? Yes, that was, that the, first was the first time first we met. Right. Yep. Um. So, uh, yeah, she can pick a friendly small based bane unit at the beginning of the game to be her henchman. That unit has plus two defense, mat, and apparition. Wait. Uh. Oh my god. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, she also gained irregulars bane knight. Now this is something I would love to see more often in the game. Yes. <laughs> I say like irregulars regulars as a rule for, especially for casters that have these very signature units. Um, and I feel like not all like for one thing, I, I immediately started thinking about things like running this caster in like black industries uh-huh. where one of the things that black industries have is it doesn't really have like a good, like kind of core combat slash speed bump unit to like soften like your you're kind of blunting attacks with your other jacks, uh, which and those are crick's jacks, which means they die. Um, <laughs> being able to run an actually like pretty good like combat infantry unit, especially one with the henchman ability on it, in other theme forces is super interesting. Um, also, bane knights with uh, plus two mat in pr- like so bane knights have set defense, <laughs> so now def sixteen against charges at this point. Yeah. Uh, one of their biggest problems is that they're mat six. Well, yep, they're mat yes. eight now, and then they're kind of slow. They get apparition.
1: Yep. It's, yep. Well, and irregulars <laughs> doesn't limit you to one unit either, does it? No.
2: Nope. Hinchman's the only thing that's limited to the one unit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
3: I also love the plus two mat because it makes me want to take the UA because yes. mat eight uh, defensive strike sounds really irritating. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good.
2: Yeah. Um, and- To speak to the irregulars thing, I've heard people say that, but I will tell people just to be flat out honest, we're very careful with the use of irregulars um, because it can have some very strange effects, especially when you say like, you know, there's casters that have really strong abilities with certain types of units. And so it would be cool if they had irregulars. And while narratively, it's cool. Opening that up to every theme force in a faction can actually be kind of stagnating if it goes too far. Um, if we made the wrong decision and made a caster who was particularly good, let's say we made an, uh, uh, another Paladin warcaster caster for a Protectorate, and they like buffed Initiates through the roof, and then they had a regulars Initiates, that would probably be like a mistake on our part, uh, because suddenly you'd have one of the strongest units in Protectorate with this whatever crazy buff it ended up being available to every Protectorate theme force. And that can be really damaging to the overall, like, viability of all the types of lists and themes you can play so agathia brings like you said some really cool options to things like uh industries and even uh the fleets but i don't think it's going to be oppressive i don't think you're going to see agathia everywhere but i think you'll see her
1: yeah more which is better she, than not yes yeah she does something <laughs> very different than every other cricks yeah yeah another list with her that i've actually seen floating around a little bit that i'm a huge fan of is you play in scourge of the broken Ho- uh coast and you can actually play Wraith in that theme apparently which <laughs> i did not realize he's living um, yeah <laughs> and uh so uh, you can like armor stack on the banes and also on the marauders and blood gorges and uh then you can still make use of like death ride because there's banes in the list and i was just like oh that sounds awful <laughs> 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 and then Cribbis with the three-inch place and Hellrot, no thanks. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's very easy to miss, but uh, she herself
3: is insanely mobile. So, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, she she like kind of already
0: athlete. was, and now it's like even more so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I mean,
2: if, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, if people read the feet, and they're like, "Wait, what changed on the feet?" Just have to point it out. The only change to the feet was that the feet, uh, the three-inch place affects her now, because previously yeah. it didn't. It was just her battle group and not her. And I think my exact words when I'm like Faye and I were talking about it, I was like, well, that's dumb. Like, like <laughs> this why can't she? I mean, like she's got vanish, sure, but at the same time, it's a feat. Like it's okay if this works on her and she gets to vanish at the same time. So we were cool adding it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
3: So if you need to put your death shroud, you know what, nine, eleven, seventeen inches away from where you started, <laughs> go for it.
0: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, given that she is actually a model I'm not sure I've ever physically seen, uh, I need to pick one up, because <laughs> I don't have one.
3: Well, I was talking about, it, like, what do you mean she has reach? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she's so got, like, like, this big old, is... yeah, no, her models, like, yeah. Yeah, she's got this fucking giant side, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you can have two to reach. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that looks super fun. Um, The next one down is Magister Helena so she got yeah. field Field marshal conveyance uh warjacks in this model's battle group gain conveyance there you go uh, uh other friendly models gain plus two to magic attack rolls against enemy models within five inches of a friendly model with conveyance so
3: that's telemetry oh but telemetry requires a command and yeah, tele-
0: yeah telemetry is command based <laughs> and warjack commands suck uh, uh, in fact doesn't <laughs> exist yeah they are non-existent yep yeah so that rule would not work very well uh, although it not being telemetry means it was stacked with telemetry.
1: Yes. It sure does. It does.
0: Um, The other thing is she got uh, Tune-Up, Faction Warjack, as a star action. For anybody who doesn't know what that one is, Uh, it's base-to-base, uh, target-friendly Faction Warjack if the Warjack is in range, which is base-to-base. All attack and damage rolls resu- resulting from its next basic attack this turn are boosted. Tune-Up's very good. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: especially since... Uh Rhett has several good spray jacks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sprays <laughs> or the giant AoE five high power gun on a
3: colossal they have. That's um, even better. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's like this is the rhythm of war
1: caster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So it's like fully boosted spray, walk three inches away.
1: Yes. Rhythm of War a full advance. I don't know. When's the last no, time I played it, this? It, it, it's three inches. It's okay. three inches? Okay.
3: But it's three inches
2: after all friendly <laughs> models have ended their activations. So it's, uh, it, it's yeah. end day. of turn. End of turn,
3: everybody moves three. Oh, so you still get your conveyance? Yeah,
2: it's yeah. it's it's like a repo that happens all together at the end.
3: Yeah. Which is which I think is super fun with um, Hamera. Is Hamera the new one? Because um, you can get mark target and conveyance and then run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like
2: It'll... it. I that. Yeah, I mean she definitely got lighter touches than some of those, but we felt Helena was in a really solid place beforehand and tune-up is super strong um conveyance will like some lists won't care some lists it might come up when she maybe casts i don't know four strike or obliteration as a like hail mary and then for the players out there that like want to play their shayel caster and nothing but battle mages and i know there's a lot of um like competitively a lot of people probably aren't going to be going for their, their battle mages first. but That doesn't mean there's like not people out there who just love playing, you know, forges and want to just play their battle mages. This is a fun little like nod to them and something they can do. And the thing is she didn't lose anything. Like it didn't, it didn't cost her anything to gain these. And there's a lot of ret changes coming up, but I don't think people even necessarily need to worry about the, what all the buffs ret's about to get to just look at her and like, she's, she's got D cell. Uh, mm-hmm. She's got a really interesting feat in that, you know, neural crippled systems and, and and plus three armor, uh, which is, in my opinion, really strong. And then, like you said, tune up in red <laughs> is is great. Like Discordia loves tune up so much.
3: Yeah. And she yeah, loves yeah. Discordia. Well, then yes. imagine if like the Eterni, they describe it as a rail gun. What if it's like a like a you lay down a spray or something or it like, hits multiple models and that gets fully boosted? How insane would that be? <laughs> I just love uh, railguns. It, <laughs> it's got armor piercing. It's got what? It's got armor piercing. <laughs> no no, in but railguns are long range.
2: <laughs> I understand, but it still has armor
3: piercing. Oh my god. <laughs> it looks so good. I want to see like six of them on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The Eloires Eloir stuff is some of the best looking stuff in Rhett, and it's just it's just more oh, of that is, stuff, yes. which makes me happy. Uh yeah. Um next one we have down is mercenaries. It's just the Fiona. Tweak to befuddle. We talked about it a little bit already. Yeah, uh, it's so really speaking, good change. It spe- no longer yeah, speaking, breaks the game down fundamentally. <laughs>
3: yeah. Speaking as a Fiona player, I'm really happy to see this change, um, because, like, like Will said, she broke a fundamental assumption about the game, um, which is that countercharging stuff, you know, can't happen on your turn. And so I really appreciate this change. Save the scenario aspect of it, where you can still push things around, um, but and I especially love that it still affects Archons because she's one of the few people who can. Um, but it also stopped the complete nonsense that was like sending a. To I mean, a Toro this this took what? This took
0: what? Like fourteen inches off of its threat range or something. Like, <laughs> that. like it's 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 actually silly how much less at the Toro threats. It's yeah. still like far too, but it's a it's a little more reasonable at least.
3: Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's a normal war <laughs> number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not, not like, like a in, the, rail gun. in the 30s yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: the next one down is uh, some Infernal changes, which I think surprised people a little bit. Uh, so we had two on here, and as somebody who's played quite a bit of Infernals, uh, these were definitely interesting to go through. Yeah, so we, these had a tweet, yeah, we had a tweak to Valen Hawk. So uh, Hawk, for a very long time, has had Tactician Infernals. This meant that literally all of your models could move through each other. Well, this changed to tactician faction warrior. So personally, i so I very much enjoyed having tactician for my entire faction. I'm not gonna say I didn't. Uh, but I will say that what I like about the way that this particular change was handled was that it um, it addressed the, more abusive parts of the rule while maintaining the part that I feel like is necessary for infernals to function properly. Um, a lot of the time tactician in armies gets used to like, Oh, I can, you know, kind of cycle how I charge my combat units and stuff like that. But tactician in infernals gets used very differently. It just mostly gets used to help your like 40 points of support to not be constantly running into each other. <laughs> like that's like 90% of how I've used that rule. Um, and you still do that. Like faction warrior still works that way. All of your support can still move through each other and like, you know, your Mark souls can kind of get through your stuff where they need to. Cause you always have this wall of cultists putting things up for yourself. Um, what it stops is the ability for your tormentors to countercharge through each other, <laughs> which was a big obnoxious aspect of, uh, dealing with uh, it, like most most infernals list as time went on most infernals lists became more and more and more tormentor heavy and it's partly just because like a big part of that was how this how hard this interaction is to interact with um overall it's definitely reduces hawk's like value but it's probably for the best
3: <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. so remember how we talked about n- knee-jerk reactions i like I can't believe that I see people saying, "Well, I guess I'm never playing Hawk again." And I'm like, "No, that's,
0: brothers how? faction, I would it's so <laughs> strong. <Yeah. laughs> you can't not take it. I'm sorry."
3: And and like you said, he still makes your support function, which is like half your list,
1: yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I do have a question from a number of people about this particular change, um, yeah. and it revolves around the gate specifically. Um, a, a very common thing that you'll see uh, Infernal players do is deploy the gate centrally because they can move through it. And this lets it be in a, a relevant position for more of the game mm-hmm. and uh, not inhibit their support flow very much. And a lot of people are wondering, like, was there any thought to giving the gate that rule that the um, the tridents have where things can move through them uh, just anyway? Because, uh, like, it's a big huge base in the middle of your army that wants to be in the middle and not being able to move through it can be really hard.
2: Uh, yeah, we did consider it. We went through the options. We looked at other structures and where other structures want to be and the kind of benefits they're providing, uh, you know, anything from the, uh, uh the signar trencher, uh, I'm, why is it? I want to say block bulkhead, but that, block. I was like, why but bulkhead is the wrong word. I don't want to say that, <laughs> uh, you know, the exemplar tower, everything like that. And, um, you know, ultimately we decided like we're we're making this change. we this is a fundamental change to an aspect of infernals that we want to see happen. We wanted them to still be able to move the the support pieces through each other, the infantry through each other. Um, and infernals is still an early enough faction that yes, I mean people might have been doing that, but it's okay if they don't anymore. Uh, the infernal gate, we still think is a very strong piece for its point cost and all the things it provides people. Uh, so yeah, we we looked at it, we thought about it. We decided against it.
0: Fair. I will enough. say that the change does save me from one of the toughest traps that I ran into all the time, <laughs> which was that usually I did, like, if usually where I put my gate was wherever there was an obnoxious bit of rough terrain that was kind of right in front of me. Cause it's like, well, it doesn't need to move, so whatever. But sometimes that rough terrain would be small enough that the entire huge base would cover it. <laughs> and I would try to walk through my own gate and completely forget that there's like water. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that like that would happen all the time. Uh, so hey, can't do that. <laughs> so See, that's I thought nice, you're,
3: I guess I thought you were gonna refer to the trap that Jaden fell into, where after a long day of playing infernals, he was oh borrowing some crucible guard. Oh, and, and, and he's proceeded surrounded. to wrap
0: his own railless and models because he was yep, so used I to I sure did that. Uh-huh. Yeah, in like three different units, so there was like oh, no yeah. convenient way to unpack it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, that was a
1: interesting Valon has
2: we should just never have tactician faction like that should just not be a thing the closest thing that exists is Ostrom with tactician Rulik because of the list you're going to play him in and in in general that is that is okay because of, of of what it's doing but most of the tacticians you see are either on casters or if they're on solos they're on very specific types, you know, Tactician, Storm Knight, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But for sort of an omnipresent model that you're taking that's already providing something as powerful as, you know, Brother's Keeper, um, it was just nuts, it was too much. And we were seeing what it was doing to play, play trends and how everybody was using it. And it was just it was honestly kind of oppressive to face and to deal with. And so um, I doubt you will ever see Tactician faction, whatever faction it is, <clears throat> ever mm. appear in War Machine again.
1: Yay! Oh, wow. That's, you'll still, that's,
2: that's my heart. You'll still, you'll still see, you know, Faction Warrior, Faction Jack, you know, yeah. this subset of Keyword, but I yeah. I will be hard-pressed to ever see a reason to
0: do that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other tweak to Infernals was that, that
3: uh, introduced uh, ch- introduced changing types onto into a theme force, right? Where, like, you literally can't play a model in Heart of Darkness that isn't an Infernal
0: right yeah uh do do tormentors matt was reduced to six mm-hmm. so one thing that and, and i mentioned a little bit that like hawk's tactician was part of what led to these extremely kind of i would see with literally every caster like just starting with four sometimes even five tormentors sometimes more mm-hmm. um and part of that was that this was an extremely efficient heavy for what it was especially due to being matt seven. Um, and uh, obviously, with just like the nature of of countercharge, their efficiency, uh, the tactician, things like that. One thing I'm glad about is that my playstyle with infernals uh, doesn't have to change much because I never really did this. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, my agathon lists don't really change at all. Neato. Uh, yeah, I definitely can understand where this tweak with the tormentor came from. Um, it's it was a very good heavy for what it was one thing that I remember and this kind of came up and I know it's cross-faction comparisons are always kind of a mess. But uh, one thing that we've talked about before is uh, when you start comparing um, uh, tormentors to the uh, Legion carnivian chassis, um, it actually became very favorable to the tormentor a lot of the time. And part of the reason for that was the basemat seven (laughs) Uh Uh, was really, really good. Um, And this was on a model that kind of should have been worse for like many, many reasons um overall i mean the change makes sense to me i understand people are upset but
2: and and we definitely thought about this one of are we do we missed, is the tormentor a problem because of Valin, or is the tormentor a problem because of the tormentor mm-hmm. and like once we were locked into the valen change it it really came time to i think the tormentor got a light shine on shone on it <clears> because <throat> of so many lists out there being i start with five tormentors yeah. uh and then we just had to really look at it and really look at it and and there was a lot of different things but i think mat 7 to mat 6 is a light touch but it is an important one and mainly because of the effect it has on the accuracy of the counter charge you're still going to boost when you need to interactivation you and you need to hit something but it just brings those counter charges a bit more in line with you know most models that you can spam lots of that have counter charge
1: right yeah. Well, and the other thing that this does is that it really actually changes the essence economy quite a bit, because Mm -hmm. you can no longer, like, fairly reliably hit that Def-12, Def-13 range. Um, So instead of being able to just, like, charge the Tormentor in and then, like, use your initials and maybe, like, an essence and then send another one in... You kind of have to commit like a couple essence to that activation now, which makes it harder to keep them fueled over the course of the game. Which means that that essence economy is much more fragile. Like, which I kind of feel like it was supposed to be.
2: Yeah, and there's there there's, there's still things we're we're reviewing on that. Not saying, it, and a lot of people are like, "What about the hermit?" And the hermit's on our radar. He's on he's on the list, but he's a powerful piece. He's been a powerful piece for a while. We know how people use him. Uh, and so we decided not to change him because obviously, you know, the hermit just walks in the middle of your army, especially with tactician faction warrior and gives everybody everything they need. But now at least like you can't walk the hermit like in the middle of a pack of tormentors and have him do what he needs to do. And then the tormentors are like, well, we don't care. You're in our way. Like it requires at least a little bit more positioning on his part than it did mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also think that this change actually, oddly enough, gives uh, Omodemos more value than he had before which is nice because i think he's in a lot of respects the, the least valuable of the three masters um from like a competitive standpoint and so this actually makes it so like omademos kind of does something which is that he kind of fixes back this nerf <laughs> by by yeah. nature of having synergy um, it's also interesting
1: because the hawk nerf like hurts him the most i would think it does yes yeah so. so there there is definitely that
0: Uh, but you at least kind of have have that going for you. Um, I'm still going to play Agathon the same way I always was, so there we go. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I like that guy. Um, Next one down is Circle. Uh, We're getting getting into a couple of spicy ones here. I like that kind of my favorite is last on this list. Uh, So, uh, Circle, we have Tanith, the Feral Song. Uh, Change feet text to (laughs) work properly.
3: It's exactly, yes, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This feat has been such a thing. It's, um, it's really not a big deal. It's just so irritating.
0: It's, it's irritating, <laughs> and, it, and it, it was very counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, especially given, yeah, just with the theme force benefits and stuff. It's just messy. Um. Okay. So while Warbeast and Tan, uh, in Tan's battle group are in her control range, she can channel spells through them. Additionally, when Tanith or a Warbeast in her battle group casts a spell, reduce the cost of the spell by one. The cost of a spell cast by Tanith cannot be reduced to less than one, and this lasts for one turn. So for anybody who's curious what kind of thing we're talking about, (laughs) about how this feat was very strange, uh, was, which theme force is it? Wild Hunt. Wild Hunt. So one of the things about Wild Hunt is Wild Hunt makes it so your Animae costs one less. And that caused some Animae to become cost zero. (laughs) <laughs> the problem is, with the way that her feet used to be worded, it would stop that theme benefit from working, and your anime would cost one on the turn that you feeded. And there that doesn't make... That works. makes no sense. Yeah, it would make your army weaker <laughs> for yeah. a turn. It was, very, it was a very bizarre particular thing. Now it is the cost of a spell cast by Tanith cannot be reduced to less than one, which is important because it means that you can't be like, okay, I... like. There are certain there are certain spells that basically you can't like just super spam. Well, yeah, like um,
3: like old witch three um, has a cost reduction on that works on animi, so she can put out all her range six spells. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah I, I gotta saying, say that see, my slightly random thing.
0: I was, I was about to say uh, when you got tenacity on old witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, so she had zero cost tenacities, so you just spam it into your entire <laughs> yeah, army every turn. It was yeah, that was. Uh, so yeah, that was spell like, draft. Hello, yeah.
1: look at this. My entire army is plus one death and armor every turn for absolutely free. Woo. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, that's pretty no, Thanks. Good. So, <laughs> it, like, the change here is pretty clear. It just kind of makes the feat work how you expect it to, mm-hmm. uh, which
3: is great. And honestly, I love Tannis. I would have been happy if that was the only change. But no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, t- if, yeah, so we'll, we'll
0: talk about Brett mentioning that he really likes utility on guns uh so she gained dark power
3: uh dark power is the additional die drop lowest yeah that's so insane well so her biggest her biggest problem was that she was fury six so you'd feet and you're like i guess i still boost my afflictions because i don't want to miss them miss them but now you're like meh go for it i'll just pay another fury try again yep yeah uh
0: yeah dark power super good but then like this gun (laughs) so so her her range weapon this is the thing this gun was always actually pretty nasty
4: It's insane
0: Uh, yeah so but it it is now range 12 pow 14 which even just like a range 12 pow 14 single target gun on a caster would be really good uh but this is like a really angry aoe that like ignores cover i think um and then it also gained blood boon (laughs)
3: Oh my god. <laughs> Something. So with it. You get a free spell. So it's a little. It, so it actually gives her gun a second roll. So previously, the role, the role of her gun was find a battle engine, find some media based infantry, and lock them in place forever.
1: Because Shadowbind.
3: Yeah, because of Shadowbind. And now it's you can either do that or you start picking off single wound infantry and start getting free riffs.
2: Yep. Yeah. And and this plays again, if you kind of see the, the caster changes, this was just another step of um of agency, of just I want Tanith to have options turn to turn and not do exactly what you said is that what am I doing with the sweet gun? I'm gonna find a big thing and lock it down, and that's all I'm ever gonna do, right? Like even if the decision tree is just A or B, at least it's A or B and not just right. A. Right. Well, and I think that's important to having fun in a game, is that you feel like There
3: isn't just an obvious play that there's like, oh, what if I do this or what if I do this.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Well, and and like dark power makes you want to cast offensive spells on non feet turns. Yes, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's even better now because archons are everywhere. And mm -hmm. guess what? Most archons can't shake shadowbind. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real combo that everyone's uh, not thinking about is that you know you feed, and so her, her things go down to to cost one and then you just death shriek with dark power and do a bunch of terrible pal aids, but they've all got signs of importance. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: <God.
2: laughs> I love it. <laughs> you can't, you can't Tana's just the...
0: walking around screeching <laughs> loudly. Yeah.
2: Oh, we, we just had a game where it came up and it was hilarious. Just the idea of her just like going nuts and screeching over and over again.
0: Just,
3: <laughs> yeah. And she can yep. screech in two different spots.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, screech.
1: Yeah, for, she for, she for those
0: can, of you. She can Doppler bark. <laughs>
1: For those of you that are curious about that, that is the Rotterhorn's Animus, and it just is like everything within two, I think, takes a POW eight. Uh,
2: yes, that is a uh, Death Shriek. Normally costs two, so it'd be one on her feet. Enemy models only within two inches of the spellcaster, right. something or an unboostable POW eight damage roll. So when you can feet and spam a bunch of them and they all get signs of importance, it's funny. <laughs> I didn't say it's good, but it's funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that'll kill like what arm 15 16 things on average
2: well yeah think about it say you get into an enemy caster and this is your last chance do you make a bunch of mat 6 attacks at pow plus strength 11
0: or do you do a bunch of auto hitting pal 8s with signs importance <laughs> i mean if i mean if you're hitting like a like a cane or something like one of those like arm 13 or even 14 casters like that'll That'll they'll do some work on them, yeah. Because you'll spike rolls in there quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah. Again, sure of how dark power works. Not good. Not, not good. Funny. But, yeah, but it is—it's a thing you have. Yeah. So uh, how did
1: you kill? How did you kill Kane Tanith? Oh, I just, I just took out all my aggression at him. and, <laughs> and at him. He didn't like it very much. He's got
3: in his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's very sensitive hearing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so you remember how I mentioned earlier that I watched a game with Maddox and she lost really bad? She was playing against Zakar. <laughs> uh huh. That's um, good. So Why he's are we saying Zikar. that?
1: We're saying Zakar is good. What oh is- my
0: god. It's so exciting. This guy is beastly. Uh, yeah, Zakar woke up a new man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did he. Uh, okay, so his, his death increased to 16, which is great because Zakar always had, like, weirdly bad defensive stats, so that's nice to have a little bit better. Um, is Matt increased to 7, because he will actually want to go hit things now. Uh, he gained Parry, which is fantastic. He gained Alpha Hunter. Which is so, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Alpha Hunter is an incredible ability on Absalonia 2. What it does is, if Zakar kills an enemy model with an attack... His battle or er, war beasts, his war beasts get plus two speed and mat, and I believe the and I believe he can all they can always like run and charge for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Alpha Hunter. Well, uh,
3: The thing I love is that the part of Alpha Hunter that Zakar cares about is very different than the part that uh Absolutely 2 cares about. Yes, yes for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Like she uh, really wants that speed. She doesn't care about the free charges. she can get that elsewhere. I guess he can too um but he loves the free runs and he desperately desperately needs that speed yep
0: uh so uh he has a to reposition five which is great given yeah, his other tools true. well and he's got parry yeah uh he lost the enraged star action that's fair i don't and it never really came up um Okay, his chained whip gains chain weapon, <laughs> Got yeah. there, which I'm gonna say
3: not a controversial change <laughs> uh, note that this is not the four inch reach <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just so, yeah, it literally did it literally
0: was not a chain before. well, to because... be fair, it was called a barbed whip,
1: <laughs> sure, okay <laughs>
0: I mean, is my favorite wacky inflatable man anyway. Look at him go. Uh the chained whip melee weapon loses witch mark. Uh so that was a thing where he could like auto hit with a spell something that he hit with the weapon. It never came up. <laughs> it's very hard to fly for him. Uh because he had no business actually going up and hitting things. Uh before anyway. Um, the chained whip melee weapons gain dispel just like straight up. Which
3: yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but this is like... Scorn a big has deal.
0: very yeah. few ways to offensively remove spells. They they do have the Shaman to remove upkeeps off of, like, your own stuff, like Rebuke and things like that. But, like, stripping, like, Arcane Shield and stuff like that, like, they just didn't really have ways to do that. Now, usually, Scorn's way of dealing with Arcane Shield was, I hit very hard. But this gives you an actual... other Because the only other one I can really think of is that, like, Morgul 2's weapon is
3: blessed. Well, yeah, not and even like, to sell, blessed.
0: Yeah, and like uh, I think like the I think that the, the Citrotti attachment. I think his weapon is like blessed or something randomly. Uh, it. I don't remember. Exactly, yeah, but, it's
3: like you got to use um, Eilish, otherwise.
0: Yeah, like yeah. there's yeah the options were, were were tough. So this is like another. This is a really good 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 option for him to have. And then the uh, the power of his weapon went up to to four, so he is he is PS ten. Um, so. so on his own, no, he's not exactly wrecking heavies, but he he is still like a ps 10 weapon master, so he will well, he will he will do thing.
3: And um, Marquez can put out some mortalities. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, Zakar changed a lot. Uh, here for one, like okay, so the Def sixteen is just good in general, obviously. Matt seven, he actually does do a pretty good job going up and whacking stuff now. Mm-hmm. And has a reason to, due to Alpha Hunter.
3: Well, and like, he's seven inches away from whatever you
1: attacked.
0: Safely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Important note about Alpha Hunter you can proc it off spells, so he can deadweight stuff. Yeah. And yeah, boom, I learned it. that.
3: Because I also got to play against Zakar. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and yeah, deadweight's really cool, and now he wants to cast it a lot. Also, don't forget, Zakar's feet is insane. Insane. <laughs> yeah.
0: He just didn't have a kit to
3: back it up. Yeah. Like,. In the best-case scenario, it's uh, Fiona's feet, but better. Yes. Yeah, mathematically. Yeah.
2: And it's a small thing, but don't sleep on the fact that he has pursuit and parry. Uh, right. though That is not a combo you always see. And if you can pursue something, like if it gets down to late game, and there's the one thing that might be threatening Zakhar, and it's something that get, has to get to him in melee, and you just get pursuit on it, and they can't get rid of it, they will never get Zakar with it.
1: It is oh, yeah. impossible. Yeah, we've played enough uh, Fio- or uh, Iona yeah. at this point. Yeah. to know how ridiculously good that can be. Yep. Well, and
3: I love that of the Battle Box casters we got this round. Two of them are now extremely mobile, which is just mm-hmm. super fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah I love Zakhar. Um, I want to play him in like at least three of the theme forces that Scorn has, and just like run around like a crazy man like i want to play him <laughs> i want to play him in disciples of agony because obvious uh, <laughs> i want to play him in exalted because i think his feet with supreme guardians is just insanity <laughs> um and he's got dispel which is like a, a big deal for that theme force getting rebuke off of the unit that you know gets rebuked to the points on the shaman um and he then i want to play him in masters of war and purely because i want to play tiberian with alpha hunter <laughs> So bad. That's fair. Also, well,
3: speed Yeah.
1: His
2: Warby's points did not go down. No, they did. Oh, thirty one, right?
3: They
1: are
2: yeah.
3: still thirty one. Ugh.
1: Yeah. It's delicious.
0: Yeah, the list, the the thing. I so I played against it with Denegra One Ghost Fleet, um, which I've been playing around with, and like, he, he ended up having scenario problems because he didn't have a lot of magic weapons, <laughs> but. Um, like I feed it on his army and he still like had a go at killing gas before. Sure. Due due to like the the extreme mat increase in particular. Yeah. Um and like that that was scary. <laughs> it was like uh I would not like asphyxias to die under anyone's feet. Thanks. <laughs> that would be bad. Uh that seems implausible, but it yeah. Um yeah, it, it, it does a lot for his army. He threatens very, very far. Uh, Deadweight, like, so one of the things is, like, Deadweight was a little hard for him to apply very consistently because he had to move forward, and his defensive stats were very bad. Um, But now he has, like, more defense and reposition five, which means he can literally just walk right at you, Deadweight stuff, and then, like, back off, and it's fine. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to be pretty, pretty far away at that point. Like, my opponent had a Shaman for Craft Talisman, To make it go even further. Right. Um, And so, (laughs) yeah. So my Wraith engine just didn't do anything for, like, three rounds. (laughs) 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 It just sat there. And it was triggering Alpha Hunters every time, too. Because he was just killing, like, Ghost Raiders. And uh, he's got a lot of options. And he can be built a ton of different ways, I think, now. Uh, Zakar looks just wild now. Um, Yeah. Super
3: I'm very glad that he's balanced by the fact that his feet... Uh, and control area is just really small. Um so it's it's hard to apply the feet. It's hard to, to keep things. things in and it, it yeah. does very little into guns. Like very yeah. little.
0: Um so there there are definitely like that's the thing is like I don't this is he's not exactly waltzing in as Fiona two but he's he's definitely like a thing to play against.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. it's great it's great to have a mortality caster because now you're not hundred percent relying on void archons for anti healing. hmm Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: I've uh, I've seen a couple of bold claims that say that he's better than Makeda three. I could see that. I could too. That's the scary part. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll find out yeah. as
2: people as he starts to affect the meta. I mean, again, just a, I'm I'm just happy that people are happy and I feel they have a caster that that does something.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And he definitely does a lot for sure. But that was the goal was just to make these casters all feel fun on the table some of those required more drastic power changes than others but as long as all of them do things and have choices and provide you different types of lists you can build then hey it's a success we like it when people are able to play with their models
3: yeah yeah sure and like kozlov is like i'm putting kator jacks on the table which everyone wants to do yeah and the only and the only question marks are like helena and maddox have major changes coming up yeah
0: yep yeah it, like th- there was definitely kind of a sense that a lot of the battle box casters had a feel of very like, yeah, these are the very basic caster that you kind of graduate from <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but uh, a lot of them now have like there there's just there's a lot of actually cool options and like they're things I would actually consider taking which having a caster that's just in this like yeah, you'll move past that slot is really unfortunate and Especially since almost options, everyone owns them,
3: right? Because we recommend. Yeah, everybody's the got them,
0: right? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody has. Everybody probably has a few of them just from getting lots of their faction and stuff like that. Um, I had a friend who was asking about, like, does anybody have a car I could have? Somebody's like, I have a uh, four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if you want one, <laughs> there you go. uh Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to play around with them. I really want to play around with Malachis and Agathea. Uh, since I have those factions, <laughs> kind of. I have a little bit of cricks, but yeah. More, and uh, obviously, we've been enjoying Krissa like a lot. Yeah, so,
1: Krissa is I think my favorite caster in Legion, second to nobody. Yeah, and we didn't talk about Ragnar, but we're obviously.
0: Yeah, not. that was part of the yeah that was part of the Trollblood stuff.
3: Yeah, and they were supposed to come out early. Like Ragnar and Krissa
2: were supposed to come out earlier with these. Like this was an entire package was the Battlebox casters, but then because of those delays I talked about when the legion CID had to happen first and then the trollblood CID we're like well let's just throw Krista and, and Ragnar in there there's no reason right. not to yeah
0: it's yeah. like we've already got them mostly done right so yeah yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and they they are dynamic and interesting i i've played against Ragnar a couple of times the the post CID version and like you just have so many tools with that caster it's insane <laughs> he's got like he's got upkeep outs pulverizers legitimately terrifying on all kinds of things now um weight of stone on his battle group has been like my bane on multiple occasions um i've even played against him a couple of times in vengeance of dunya and they're just like all right i have five i have six razor boys and i was like why a the <laughs> oh, bunch of like,
0: little bunch of little little yeah, of stone bots at yeah turn through, <laughs> like, I Ooh, that's obnoxious this guy, and i'm like
1: okay i charge your what was i playing i charge your toro it's like okay i hit you all right pow like nine okay Take nothing. All right, you're now speed two. And I was like,
4: oh no. <laughs> no!
1: And the game ended right there because he did that to like three other very important models, including two archons. And it was like, <laughs> uh, okay, That's this is a problem that I have to think about. Uh, the, I love, I love so it. More. I they, love it. Yeah, it was. I was like, whoa! This is like a really inventive way to use this that I never yeah. would have considered, and I didn't understand until I'd already lost the game because of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Awesome.
3: That's pure War Machine, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so, now that that's out of the way, it's time to to look forward
2: to uh the CID next week.
1: No, I'm not painting going? Gareth 2 right now. I'm not, I promise. <laughs> I talked to him, actually. So, do you want to
3: talk about, like, so we know that the overall theme is House Elowir, but how does that kind of play out? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you, trying, to, what are you trying to do with the Eloir house? So what
2: we looked at specifically, we had the new Elowir models, and then basically everything that already had the Eloir tag is in the CID and got changed, which wasn't much, right? It was, yeah, no, it was Thyrone, uh, Thyrone. Sort of I, why did sort of I say Thyrone? <laughs> thyrone. Uh, everybody
1: calls him Tyrone. That might be why.
2: Uh, <laughs> the Elower Swordsman and the Command Attachment. Yeah. Now we're adding Falseer, we're adding the uh, House Elower Wardens, we're adding the House Elower Warden Executioner, which is the Solo, and then the attorney is a, a Jack, but fluff-wise, it's a Jack that was built to the specifications of House Elower, like they asked for it. Oh, right. Um. So, we have those new models, but we're like, okay, well, obviously, they go going Defenders, but what else do we want to do? And we kind of took the approach we did with Legion, which was like, Let's look at two themes. Let's look at two mm-hmm. themes that, that haven't had a look in a while, and let's figure out what we need to fix on them. Uh, and so we chose Defenders, and we chose Shadows. And at the same time, we also took a lo- look at Vire and Shael Jacks as a whole mm-hmm. um, and what needed to possibly change there. So I would think people should expect a very Legion CID-style approach. You're going to see a lot of infantry um, that belong to those those two theme forces, and then you're going to see some like chassis-level changes to uh vire jacks and like all vire jacks are going to be mat six rat rat six now uh Whoa. instead of
3: wait instead wait the, the, the jacks with a knockdown gun and a health gun no no yes. no the
1: slam gun baby yeah oh my god because
3: <laughs> all
2: rat jacks are hybrid jacks every one of them is basically yes. a, a has a gun and has a fist and we were like okay we want Shyel to feel different than Vire. And how do we do that? And we could separate the stats a little bit and we could do some other things. And one thing we're like, jacks are kind of like the 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 beaters, but they do it both ways. They have really strong guns. And then when they get into melee, like a lot of them are really solid in melee. Right. So they were all six five before. And we're like, it's just like you're not getting to use that gun as much. And just let's give them a little something. And so baseline heavies. This is uh, this is for buyer heavies only um because i think if i'm not mistaken the viral lights are all six
0: six already but i might I think be, that's i, be, I believe yeah. so yeah
2: yeah so we're like yeah all the let me just check real fast while i'm thinking about it i'll look it up later uh uh <laughs> yeah, we're like yeah all the heavies let's look six, six. and then characters can go up you know higher than that if they need to mm-hmm. uh and then you know Shay'o, we also sort of like separated out stats a little bit more and then we also did some other interesting things with shayel i think people are gonna like um we made the force field matter a little bit more or at least be more of a relevant, a relevant thing that people are going to to care about
1: that, that is like the coolest part in many ways of the Shaiol heavies is the force yeah. generator yeah yeah I mean, but it feels like it only comes up for the phoenix fields
3: which is it was just frustrating
2: yeah i mean so outside of the changes we've made to some of their point costs and then some of their flat like stats on a couple of the the heavies there's a rule that Shial Jacks just never use, which is the Force Field Regeneration. It's uh, spend one focus, heal D3 plus one. And it's because it's too random. Um, you know, having a force field and being able to add those boxes is great, especially when you're able to say these are uh, a blade of wounds that you're not going to effectively start messing with any of my systems until you get through. But nobody wants to spend one focus to heal two boxes. Like, right. that's terrible. And in Trolls, in places that you have regeneration, it's different because when you regenerate, you're guaranteed <laughs> that you're getting a, a broken system back, right? Like you're you're, you're uh-huh. f- fixing an aspect. So one of the things we're doing with the shale Jacks is the force field is going to become – spin one focus to flat
3: heal five off the Whoa. force field. Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and, and wait, and so that'll stack with the Phoenix field? Yeah, it's just – that is going to be the base level – like there's oh a base God, level
2: I... Shiel Shai- rule that you could spend one focus to heal d3 plus one. Now it's going to be spend one focus once per turn, if your field generator's intact, heal your shield by five. Uh, and all Shaiel jacks, lights, heavies, everything are going to get that. The colossals. Oh, everything. the lights too. Anything that has a anything that can heal with the, the nice. field generator. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and we think that that will give them. Uh, even more daylight between fire and and shail but also make them feel like they have a unique rule because you know like i don't think you always see the shail ones necessarily getting up there in melee and now they can just be a little bit more durable they can get there and makes like plinking away at them like small arms fire even worse because you can just kind of undo the
3: damage quite easily right Mm -hmm. Uh, since you have a ton of extra focus flying around
2: yeah, right, exactly. So I think that they're going to see those changes, and then just in general, a lot of the changes to the mentality we're taking towards a lot of the uh, the infantry. I will tell you, when you look at the Mage Hunter stuff, a lot of who has AD, who has ambush, and who gets it from where has changed. Um, so that
3: it, infiltrators just have ambush, mm-hmm. flat. Oh. Like, they, they just have it. <laughs> so they went from... Having it to not having it all to just having it, <laughs> just
2: having it, uh,
3: <laughs> right?
2: Which means Eris three has attached deployment now, and she can ambush with her gun with uh, the infiltrators and show up with them, which is nice to have. That's hot. <laughs> uh, but as another spoiler, Mage Hunter uh, Strike Forces just have flat AD. Oh uh, uh, yeah, all of them, and now that means the Strike Force Commander has been opened up to do something different from for the unit instead of being the guy that that gave them uh, that. So now, if you're bringing strike force, well, every unit's ADing. If you're bringing infiltrators, every unit's ambushing. And that allowed us to open up some design space on all these solos, command attachments, and other things. And make the Mage Hunters feel like the army, that they feel like they already start up the board, and they're already in in your face before the game begins. Like, they've really snuck up on you, and now they're going to try and alpha strike you. I mean, obviously, these are units that are not the most durable and they're not like if anyone's expecting their major Hunter strike forces to be able to survive, you know, heavies or anything coming at them. That's just their elves wearing cloaks. They die. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're going to sneak up with stealth and stuff like that. And we just took this approach to everything. Uh, the, the risk of us defenders, the house, all swordsman, swordsmen, making sure that everyone had a place and a defined role and that it felt unique. And that you didn't always have to pay necessarily a tax for a unit to be good that the unit would be good and that the command attachments really were that they were attachments that you added on that made them feel like they did something extra and special if you wanted to use a requisition option or or buy them
1: right so kind of like uh uh Faralore on um the legionnaires in in uh yeah. legion
2: actually I, I think he's a great example i think you can look at the swordsmen and be like okay are blighted swordsmen why swordsmen good by themselves, and are they good with the Abbot and Champion? Obviously, they're much better with the Abbot and Champion, but like, are they fine without them? Yes. And then, fair lore, it's like Legionnaires. I can go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the units in this will run that gambit between like, this Swordsman by themselves, which are still fine and inappropriately costed, or Legionnaires, which is like, yeah, do I feel like the K attachment? What is my list doing?
1: Right. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I'm excited. Yeah
2: yeah and then just other things that i think people have been asking for for a long time some things that i think people are not expecting whatsoever and then of course we'll have all the new stuff and i am very excited for people to see falcier <clears throat> and all man the external playtesters have been playing falcier for uh, three weeks now and she has gone through some changes <laughs> <laughs> the, things, the, are they uh, well the first response was something along the lines of what have you done <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the second response was this is horrifying and then like the, the third iteration response is well this is very good and like that's probably where it's hitting a cid is that <laughs> this is very good yeah.
3: well that she deserves it that model is beautiful it is really cool she is and
2: that's i mean I want Rhett to have a scary caster.
3: I want Rhett to have a caster
2: that like can bully and just has really strong abilities. And like, she's not easy to play. I won't say she's the highest in terms of skill count. She's not like Haley three in terms of the amount of decisions you have to make, but she's up there. And I think she takes a lot of practice to play with and to play against. And I think she takes more to play with because to play her well you really have to know what your opponent's army does, every aspect of it. You have to know what you're going to do with your bounties, how you're going to use them, which when you need to buff with them, when you need to debuff with them. Um, and if you make the wrong decision, it can cost you the game. Hmm. Uh, like, I've talked on this, this show before how she has these bounty tokens that she's going to be able to put on enemies, and that you'll be able to spin tokens off enemies to generate effects. Hmm. So, you get some at the beginning of the game for free that you get to put um, out on. You get to three tokens to begin the game, and they have to go at different models/slash uh, units. When you spend one, you spend it off either a single model or a unit, and then that effect affects the model or unit. So if you put it on a unit of somebody, you only spend one token and the entire unit's affected. If you put it on a solo, you spin it off that solo. There's no range. You can spend tokens anytime during your activation phase. So it doesn't have to be her activation. You could do it before she goes, then she goes, then you could use a token after she goes. Her feet puts more tokens in play and opens up another effect on that feet turn that you can use tokens for. And then she has a spell that lets you put a token on enemy. Hmm. So she's got an, an immediate token distribution, and you've got to really be smart about who you put them on. And then you've got a few ways that you have to kind of get up there to put more of them. But to give you an example of two of the effects, uh, one is called Snare, and one is called Prey Upon.
4: Okay. Snare says
2: um, you spin it off an enemy model slash unit, and Snare says target model slash unit uh, suffers minus two speed for one round. Okay? Dang. That's a that's one of many abilities she can spin it on. Prey Upon says spin it off a model slash unit. Friendly faction models gain plus two to attack and damage rolls when targeting this model slash unit for one turn. So one is prey for Mm -hmm. one turn and one is minus two speed. Those are two very, very different things. And knowing who to put it on when the game starts, who you're trying to get more bounty tokens on and how to spend them and when and on what turns is going to be the skill intensive part of playing Falseer. Because, as you'll see, when she comes out, you'll see her other abilities. And she has other abilities that are debuffs, that stop people from doing certain things that aren't just negative Mm -hmm. speed. And you have to be smart. Otherwise, your plan will sort of fall apart. Uh, The good thing is she's very survivable. So she does have a little bit of forgiveness in that Mm -hmm. she's not the easiest nut to crack. But your strengths can fade away really quickly with a few bad decisions.
3: Mm.
1: That sounds like a super interesting puzzle.
3: It it is. Sounds like you got to plan like two turns in advance. Uh,
2: that—that's kind of her fluff. Like her fluff yeah. is that, like when she goes into a battle, she's already pre-planned how she's going to take out everybody, and then it's just this sort of symphony of destruction that goes oh, off. Oh, so, as...
1: so she's Robert Downey Junior.'s Sherlock Holmes
0: <laughs> in in armor, in with armor. a sword, with a big old sword, or whatever yeah. it is she had.
3: Okay, you know... she has she has an axe like the Jack, right? Oh, I think yeah. all of them have axes. They all
2: every new Elowair model has an axe.
0: Okay, <laughs> I will say that seeing the because we saw a bunch of the renders of uh, of stuff from uh, from Doug, I believe, and yeah. uh, the uh, the solo, the executioner almost mm-hmm. made me want to go buy Red on its own because I was just it like, is so cool. Look at that! He's so chonky. He is a yeah. chonky chunky
2: boy of <laughs> violence.
3: Yeah, it's 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 actually really annoying because I can't decide. Of those three, I like the sculpt of best. Like, they're all, like, best in class. It's very Well, funny. yeah, I mean, it's
0: like, I'm excited about the Eternity, because I don't yeah. actually like how Retjacks Jacks look, like, pretty much ever. <laughs> like, they're just aesthetically not my thing, but that thing looks incredible. Yeah. It's so cool looking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm excited for that thing. I, I think it's, it's pretty close to final. I think we we'll, might tweak the point cost a little bit based on what it does, but in terms of what it does... It's really good. Um, it's it's a good beater. It's got some, some strong melee capabilities, but the first thing people are going to look at is the fact that it's got you know this range fourteen armor piercing railgun. Range
1: fourteen.
2: Uh, a... <laughs> Wait, you just said it's rat six. Oh yeah, rat six. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's gonna be the first thing they look at is the, sh- the shatter cannon and just be like, ossian are we best friends or gareth too or gareth too yeah it's it's but interestingly Uh, enough in the playtest so far uh people like it and we're just trying to figure out where it needs to be costed appropriately so that it's worth its points but not you know too expensive you'll never take it or not too cheap so that it overshadows every other thing in in ret. but it's a scary scary gun that it's got jeez
1: Nice. So, so it's it's a hunter, but it's a heavy. Yeah. Okay. Seems yeah. good. It's it's pretty solid. Huh. Sick. That uh, awesome. that that's intriguing.
2: I like the response. Sick, and then just huh. <laughs> when yep. you see the when you see the CID, it'll it'll all come together.
1: Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I'm hyped about that. It also looks really freaking cool, so that doesn't hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah. a good looking bunch of models in this cycle i mean it's, yep. a
2: hunter's not a good uh, i mean a hunter's pretty close but hunters are only pow six
1: it's higher than yeah. pow six what yeah. <laughs> okay all right uh okay i don't need to digest that one for a moment range 14 <laughs> more than pow six has armor piercing
4: Whew.
3: Uh, and it's non-character, so I know it's is it was non-character. character when you yeah, when, when you when it first was announced, I'm like, oh, that's a sweet name. I bet it's a character. And they're like, No, no, it's FAU.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean the more of its it's fluff is that hey, you know, House Elawir is mainly like the Marshall House, right? They're they're all about swordsmen and, and fighting. And so when they commissioned fire to make this thing, they wanted to be able to fight, obviously, in melee, but what they were looking for is since they don't have a ton of ranged troops themselves, they wanted and their swordsmen are quite good at clearing up chaff. Like, they weren't worried about just going into a unit of winter guard and clearing them out. <laughs> they wanted something that would put holes in heavier targets to soften them up, uh, so that the 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 wardens and the swordsmen could then swarm on them and take them down. And that's what the Eternae is. Like, it's solid in melee. It's a decent, heavy jack, but its main thing is it's supposed to, on the approach, just be blowing holes in tanks,
3: effectively.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Seems yeah. fine. Well, and it's
3: ah, oh, that's gonna be so good. Like archons hate armor piercing. They sure do. Yeah.
2: But I mean, you know, shield guards exist. Stealth exists. There's there are ways, and it's only one shot. And I mean, you have casters that you can buff the attorney. The attorney takes buffs really well, I would say. Um, but. It's it's not like it's rate of fire higher than one. It's just one big blast you get a turn. So, mm-hmm. and their point cost is where you're not going to be spamming them like you would spam hunters. You know, I think anyone running like four or five a turn A has put a significant chunk of their army down in just trying to do the one thing, yeah. and it's probably yeah. not going to work out great for them to do that. Fair enough. But when it yeah. works. <laughs> sure, when when it works, it's great. But like, I don't even know what you're facing at that point. I guess like yeah.
1: four Our battle engines and a in. caster.
0: Just like, just like two colossals or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's your three yeah. and two conquests? Yeah. Back? It's really good against that.
0: <laughs> Perfect. We've fixed the meta. <laughs> 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 oh, we've done it. All right. Well, I think with that, we're going to go ahead and start closing this bad boy out. Uh, so I want to take a second to give everybody who has support us on Patreon a huge thank you, especially with uh, how things have been the whole last year. It's amazing to me we have as much, like, support coming in as we do. Yep. If, yeah, because it's been a year. <laughs> Yay, 2020 is almost done, and I don't think it's going to change much. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, But, yeah, seriously, huge thanks to everybody who does support us on the, on there. If you do want to check it out, uh, we are at patreon.com slash LOS War Machine. Uh, it's our tip jar. That's kind of how we've referred to it, and that's, yeah, there's nothing locked behind it or anything like that. It's a fun way to kind of support what we do. Um, I support, suddenly support lost Linux. You, yeah.
2: you like so that they can still be there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can check our website, which is loswarmachine.com. That's where you can see all of the articles we were talking about a little bit earlier that uh, our buddy Phil's doing, where he's gonna, setting up, been setting up a, uh, lists and stuff like that for brawl machine for all the different factions which is pretty awesome as well as any other stuff we've got i actually have i should be battle reporting my uh denegra versus a car game league Uh, ass hopefully chandler is going
1: to write a
0: battle report (laughs) i'm gonna write a thing it's been a minute that's amazing yeah um i just need to stop being so sleepy uh (laughs) you know like the rest of us um you can also email us at lswarmerhordes at gmail.com or find us on uh facebook at line of sight uh we also want to give a big thanks to will for coming on and talking to us yeah. for an hour and a half hey
2: not a problem but now it's time for the lightning round for you three
0: okay, okay. sure ready? before yeah. we get out of here Jaden,
2: top three new battle box casters strongest your what well, feels the strongest one. second okay. strongest one and third strongest okay. one go
1: okay Wait. uh
3: does that include chrissa this is Chrissa
2: this is all the new battle box changes. Chrissa, okay. okay. Ragnar, everything.
1: Okay. Chrissa, Zakar, Ragnar. That order. Jade? That was, oh, sorry.
2: That
0: was Jade. Uh, Chandler. Uh shit, I'm bringing him up. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm a very sleepy boy. Uh so I would have. let's see, best one. I'd have to say Zakar. I'd probably say Zakar, Chrissa, uh Malikus.
3: Okay. I think right. Malikus looks sick. All right, Tanith is first in my heart. Um, <laughs> Hard to get away from <laughs> I didn't ask about your hearts. I asked um, your, what do you think is the, the, the strongest? So I think the top three are Zakar, Krissa, and Tanith. Um, okay. and then the order I'd actually put Zakar at number one. Yeah. That's okay. probably I fair. I just incredible. like Chrissa a lot. Oh yeah, no. I, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think I think that
0: I think it's a I think it's quite a battle between Zakar and Krissa. I think that's an interesting that's yeah, that's an interesting one. That'd be a weird matchup too. Telling me Kozlov yeah. didn't break anybody's top three. It's a travesty.
2: I'm gonna <laughs> more buffs.
3: Like, he's he's completely new, right? Like these <laughs> yeah. casters are just doing what Legion and Scorn do. Yeah.
0: Um, I also feel like Kador is one of those factions that's just like so out of our wheelhouse, it's hard to like none of us have really played them much. In, yeah. in this edition. That will least, change. Yeah. yeah, this edition. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thanks for, thanks for satiating my curiosity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much, Will uh always good to have you on and uh i'm sure we'll see you again at some point maybe yeah. we'll even see you in person someday 2032 here we come Heck Yeah. <laughs> all right
3: actual, it's been 12 years since the pandemic started so that should be soon right yeah any minute Got <laughs>
0: Gotta hope so. uh yeah are we in the this is the 2030s yet it's gotta be around we'll getting there uh all right everybody thanks so much for listening we'll see y'all next week
4: Bye.